Well, as you've been hearing on the news, an update in the race for president. Today, I congratulate Joe Biden, a very decent man who I will work with to move our progressive ideas forward. That was Bernie Sanders announcing he is dropping out of the race. So let's bring in Reggie Cicchini, Global Washington correspondent. Reggie, thanks so much for being with us. Good afternoon. Not a huge surprise, I would imagine, to hear this. No, not a huge surprise uh, outside of the fact that, you know, a lot of people have forgotten that the U.S. is actually in an election right now because we've been gripped so hard with this COVID-19 crisis. But yes, uh, not a surprise uh, given that Bernie Sanders, who came on very strong earlier this year, he had a win in uh, New Hampshire. Uh, he had a win in uh, a near win uh, in uh, in Iowa and then a win in Nevada. Uh, but he simply struggled to maintain uh, that momentum going into the U.S. Deep South, and he started to trail behind Joe Biden, who was picking up a lot of the votes from uh, the African-American population in the U.S. South. And because of that, Joe, uh, Bernie Sanders today simply saying it was almost impossible for him to be able to catch up and then make a lead when it comes to delegate count. Right. And you're right. So we're, we're now so focused on COVID-19. But looking back to how things started in the presidential race, it does seem quite bizarre that uh, I remember it wasn't that long ago. People were saying, where's Biden and Warren? What happened to them? They're not they're out of the gate. They're, they're nowhere to be seen and thinking that Joe Biden didn't have a chance. And here we are today. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, Joe Biden uh, from the get-go had said that he was going to put all of his eggs into one basket when it came to South Carolina. He barely had boots on the ground uh, for the Iowa caucuses. He really had no presence uh, in New Hampshire, and he really tried to put a presence on the ground in Nevada by the time uh, that primary was starting up, but understood that the numbers were in his favor when it came to minority populations specifically the African-American population. And he was given a couple of high uh, boosts, high-profile boosts from lawmakers in South Carolina. And that's what really propelled him into this race and started to stunt that growth uh, that Bernie Sanders was trying to gain from the early wins that he had. Uh, and then, you know, as the weeks went by and his primary started to be canceled and as COVID-19 kind of crept into the picture, it really pushed both men off to the sidelines. We heard more from uh, Joe Biden than we did from Bernie Sanders. And then we finally heard that Bernie Sanders said, you know what, it's just going to be too hard to keep going. And how are things moving forward with the primaries and with COVID-19, uh, with physical distancing and dealing with that? Well, look, primaries up until recently were being postponed and rescheduled for some time in June, except yesterday. Wisconsin went ahead with their primary, despite the fact the CDC and the president have asked people to limit their social gatherings to 10 or less and to put six feet distance uh, to prevent the spread and to kind of curb that spread. Uh, the, the state went forward with these elections. The Democratic governor had tried over and over to postpone it, but the state house, the state uh, Senate are Republican controlled, so they kept blocking his efforts. He then put an executive order in place uh, to stop the election from going pl uh, going forward. And then the cons the uh, conservative leaning Supreme Court in Wisconsin also overturned his request. Uh, and essentially what it did was put an undue burden on the voters shoulders, uh, putting their lives at risk and their health at risk to have to go out and cast a ballot. Right, because even the pictures and the coverage, long, long lines, Some, in some cases people trying to distance, in some cases not. A lot of people wearing masks. It did seem bizarre, I think, to a lot of people that that primary went ahead. 
it did seem bizarre, but what also made it worse was the fact that you had these five and six hour lines with people trying to go in to cast a ballot because there were so few people who actually showed up to work at polling stations, but also there were fewer polling stations that were opened up uh, because of the healthcare crisis. So essentially what happened was you had more people funneling into fewer places, and because of that, you had more people standing in line, sometimes closer to each other than that six feet distance would allow, simply because uh, available space wasn't there. Uh, but what it did was cause a lot of confusion and frustration, not only for the people trying to cast a ballot, but for healthcare officials across the state who have actively been working to try and ensure that people maintain their distance from each other. Also worth pointing out, Wisconsin is under a stay-at-home order right now, and people were forced to go outside. Uh, So what's going to happen next, do you think, as we continue moving forward in the election? Well, I mean, there are a number of primaries that are still uh, still on the April schedule that are in the process of being moved around. It's really up to governors and up to uh, the Democratic Committee and the Republican Committee. Uh, they A lot of these uh, primaries have now been rescheduled to June. We also know the Democratic National Convention, which would have been in place to kind of choose whether or not it would have been Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden. That's now been pushed through to August, which kind of lines up better with the Republican National Convention. Uh, we're also hearing, though, the Democrats could try to figure out a way to do this online and virtual as a way to keep fewer people in one massive room if this crisis hasn't lifted by then. So there's a lot of variables and a lot of unknowns as we try to wade our way through what's left of this election season. Uh, So very likely rewriting more election rules as we move forward, because like you said, we don't know what's going to be happening next. I mean, the the, the, uh, president was tweeting earlier saying that he wants everybody to forget about this as soon as possible. But even that uh, getting a lot of criticism and people wondering, well, we don't know what's going to happen. Well, exactly. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how long this is going to last. Even the president's health experts who are reading modeling that says, you know, 60,000 Americans could die from COVID-19 by August. August is when these conventions take place. And if things haven't died down by August, uh, that was a bad term. If things haven't settled down by August, uh, the election is only a couple of months away from that. And there are still plenty of unknown and unanswered questions as to what happens on election day. If this crisis is still keeping a grip over the United States, does that potentially potentially throw uh, the November date into flux and the election potentially has to be moved down the road. These are kind of ongoing circular questions that are taking place right now amongst election committees around the country. All right, we'll leave it there. Reggie, uh, always great to chat with you. Thank you. Thank you.